0: Welcome to today's Conduit Leadership episode with our topic of obstacles. My name is Jerry Bierman, owner/operator of Learn Glass. I got my recurring visitor friend, cohort Rick Meyer. Welcome back, Rick. Good morning, Jerry. So you and I just briefly talking offline about those in our charge that face obstacles and. When, when we're leading other people and um, we see them get frustrated by obstacles or just become dead stopped by obstacles, as a, as a leader, how do you try to engage those in your charge to um, address that, address the frustration um, or address the, like, it just stops them dead in their tracks?
1: Yeah, that's uh, that's 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 hard. That's those are challenging waters to navigate. I think about one of our guys who um, has a lot of personal familial issues and obstacles, and I feel like those come up um, every now and again, and so it's it's hard for them to focus on work if they go to work when these obstacles arise, and so trying to coach them that, you know, Hey, we, um, we have a duty to our family and to those that uh, we're responsible caring for. And we have a responsibility for work. And in the words of Corey Carlson, I think we can, we can win at home and work. I don't think it has to be an either or, um, I think you can try really hard to, to take care of, of your family, um, and, and when it's necessary, then take the time to off to, to do so. And then um, when it's not, and you, you can focus on work and, and work hard at, at winning and at both and not just using one as an excuse for losing in the other realm. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Well, the, you know, most of my learnings at 54 have come from stubbing my toe or shooting myself in the foot. And so one of the things that ha- has not worked for me over the years is being passive aggressive or condescending when um, when uh, they're, they're, when I see somebody in my charge, uh, somebody that I'm responsible for leading them, and I see them get really frustrated by things that I believe are easy to overcome, um, or they become dead stop by things that I think are easy for them to overcome or easy for me to overcome. Um, that that creates an ongoing challenge. So how do you? Yes. How do you? How have you learned to lead others? Um, you know, recognizing that the obstacle might not be a big deal for you, but for them, it it stops them dead in their tracks.
1: That's where I struggle. I feel like the answer is empathy mm. and understanding. Yeah. And. I'm, I'm more of the, just kind of fix it, just get over it and move on and make it happen kind of guy. So where I need to grow in is, is understanding that while I don't, this, this isn't an obstacle or hindrance for me, it clearly is for them and that person. And so I need to try to put myself and myself in their shoe and understand where they're coming from and how I can, um, once I can gain their perspective and start to see and understand their background, their history, the things that are coming into play uh, for them. So kind of seeing the whole picture, then I feel like I can help much uh, more accurately and and well. Mm -hmm.
0: Well, and and I'll ask the question now and give you a, a minute to ponder this and I'll, I'll address it as well. But, you know, think of some of those in your charge right now, Rick and, um, you know, they've, they faced certain obstacles that, uh, have caused them massive frustration and, and, or stopped them dead in the tracks. How have you gotten alongside them to help the work through there like specifically? And so I'll give you a, a minute to think about that. But one of the things that I don't, I, I wish I would do more often is build capacity to have specific conversations with those in my charge to say hey you know what are you what are you facing that is really frustrating you joe and let's evaluate that and upon evaluation you know why is it frustrating you and and I think this is a big piece as well rick is how can you take responsibility for number one your frustrations and then number two, how to overcome that obstacle. And so, um, you know, how how what are some of the workarounds? And, and I've had these specific conversations with with those in my charge, and they just shrug their shoulders. I don't know what to do. And you've got to have. I've got to make time to let them explore some of the different ways that they could go over the problem go around the problem or go through the problem without giving them the answer right um and yeah. quite, quite candidly many times i will give them the answer just do this this and this and you'll blaze right through that problem and i don't know if that yeah i don't know I, if that really helps them a lot go
1: ahead i i don't think i don't think it does i do the same thing but I, what you said i think really resonates and that is how can you help them understand their situation and possibly give them some food for for thought to help them um, see possible solutions to overcome their obstacles? And because I, I I do think that for long-term sustainable overcoming, if you will, it requires that the person that's that's being brought up against these obstacles to to create that and want that on their own. You know, we can want that more for our people than they want it for themselves. So if we go around just telling them what to do, I think that's much less impactful as opposed to what you said, you know, sitting down, brainstorming. Hey, what, you know, what What if we try to go over this? What does that look like? Yep. Tell me what that looks like. Okay, well, how about if we try to skirt around this? What does that look like? All right, what if we just plow through it? What are what does that look like, and what are the possible uh, negative repercussions to that? And I think, and so, to your point, from a time perspective, having the patience and the and the time uh, to put in the hard work to not just say, "Hey, here's what you should do," because oftentimes, Jerry, our experience and the solutions we've come up with are going to be different. Might yep. be the same problem, might be a different solution, depending on the person that's that's in it.
0: Yeah. Yep. That's good. Well, and I just, when you're, when you're speaking to that, Rick, I wrote a note. Is it, is it tools that the person needs? Like the, some, that person in your charge, do they need, do they need a skill or a better skill to overcome that challenge or do they need courage or both? Like, is it like, you know what to do? You just got to have the courage to do it. Um, or is it a specific skill? Does that make sense?
1: I, I, it does. And I think it's more of the courage and the intentionality. Uh, Mm -hmm. one of my, one of our guys, um, recently lost his his dad in Mm -hmm. a tragic accident and he came over to my place and and we were discussing, um, the incident. And obviously he's in much shock and and pain and and sadness and frustration and but, you know, I, I, I reminded him of his life and, and all that he's gone through as a young man. He's not even 30 yet, and he's gone through what most people at your age, Jerry, in their 50s, haven't even gone through yet. And so to yeah. remind him, this, this is what you've been doing. You've been faced with these challenges before, and you have overcome. Yes. And so I believe that you can continue to do that. And, it, and it, I think the skill is developed, but if you have the courage and the intentionality – to, to overcome them, then you you can, you can gain that skill, whether that's just flat out through hard work uh, and experience, or it's, you know, I have the courage to try to overcome this and who can I help, who can help me with those skills.
0: Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's good. Well, you know, it's interesting, again, thinking about different life situations where um, I have, excuse me, I can remember the first or the second marathon I ran, and um, I think it was the second because I wanted to do, I wanted to do a four, I wanted to do a four-hour marathon, and um, so I had a guy, I had a guy that had a lot of experience running marathons run with me, and he must have been pretty bored. I mean, you know, he 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 was, he was able to run a lot faster than I was able to run. And he literally, you know, for that four hour marathon, he literally coached me. He paid his own fee. He ran the race with me. It's pretty inspiring. It's very inspiring. And he literally stayed with me the entire time when he didn't have to. And um, when I hit obstacles, I can remember him there was a time like around the 21, 22 mile marker that I made him for me, I made a mistake. And I, I, I physically stopped to get a drink of water instead of like jogging through the station. And I couldn't take a step. My legs froze. Like I was standing upright, but I, I literally couldn't take a step. And he literally, he came alongside me and he's like, you know, Jerry, you gotta, you gotta force yourself to take a step. You gotta like fall forward and move your foot. You gotta, and he, he, he literally verbally just kind of helped me just start going again. And then coming in the back stretch, um, like at the 23, 24 mile marker, um, I was really struggling and he said, do you see, um, he said, do you see the top of the 471 bridge? And I said, yeah. And he said, do you see a guy standing, sitting on top of there and he's got a bungee cord and it's tied to your waist and he's pulling you. Can you see that? <laughs> I know this, if somebody just jumped on right now that they think Jerry's completely lost his mind. Um, and I remember laughing and saying, tell him to pull harder. You know, as I was, ah. as I was running down and what's interesting about this is that I literally, um, I literally crossed the finish line at four hours and 19 seconds or whatever, which when you run, you know, in, in races, anything under, um, four hours in one minute is considered a four hour marathon. So this guy literally coached me and believed in me and guided me for me to accomplish the goal that I wanted. And I, I think that's a great, that's a, for me, that's a great model of, I want to do that for other guys, Rick, like those, yeah. those in my charge, you know, our staff that I'm encouraging to listen today to this specific podcast um, about overcoming obstacles. Like I want to be, um, I, I, want their permission to like go along with them. And, you know, we live in a culture where guys are gals, people are trying to do things by themselves, you know, the alphas, um, you know, the wild west, I can do it myself type thing. And, you know, my, you know, things that I, obstacles that I've had to overcome in my life, Rick, I've not done any of them well by myself. I've done them all, anything that I've overcome is typically predicated by having other leaders like yourself alongside me. So what would you say to, with just the time we have remaining, what would you say to to leaders, young leaders, uh, when I say young, but those in your charge, um, as far as like followership, following, finding people they trust, what words of encouragement would you give, um, others, Rick?
1: I I think you gave it, Jerry. That is, you you can't do it alone. And even though you might think you have the skill or the grit or the stamina to do so, um, you might be able to to muscle through, but it's going to be a lot harder and a lot less enjoyable. I feel like we were made for relationships and we were made to encourage one another and, and everyone grows together through those experiences. And so, it's not easy for me to look to other people for help. I'm, I'm, I'm more of a, I just want to get it done and, and make it happen. And I can, I can push through and yeah. and be strong. Um, but that's not, that's not always the best solution and it's not always the um, most enriching solution. Yeah. So I think it's hugely important to put your, push yourself out there, even when you might not be in the midst of, any type of obstacle or frustration, but you're laying the groundwork. You're um, you're assembling your tribe, if you will, and uh, for when those times do arise. Yeah,
0: yeah. Well, and, and again, and that story of that guy, um, his name's Paul, running alongside me. Uh, gosh, that was that's a great that's a great reminder for me. And and again, I I want to be that guy for others. Um, to help people accomplish their overcome obstacles. That's a, you know, for, especially as we get older, not, (laughs) you're still a young man, Rick, but like from a leadership standpoint, it's so satisfying when you, if you can help somebody overcome obstacles that maybe, maybe they could have done it without you, but my gosh, it's fulfilling if you can be that, that person to get alongside them. So Anyway, I agree. That's good. All right, my friend. Well, you've been that guy for me. You know, the, it, one of the guys that from a leadership standpoint that, you know, as you hear those sayings, iron sharpens iron. And you, you definitely have been that guy for me. So thank you. And uh, right back at you, Jerry. All right, my friend. I will uh, I will ring off for now and uh, look forward to our next conversation. Thanks again, Rick.